0: Hi, I'm Martha Smith, Babs Honey from Animal House, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. You better listen.
1: On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome aboard for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 358 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with the guests from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this week, Martha Smith is going to be joining us. She was Babs in the classic film Animal House. And she was Francine on Scarecrow and Mrs. King and a whole lot more. And we're going to be talking about all of that with Martha Smith in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. A lot of things going on in the world of remakes and upcoming movies and sequels. So we're going to be getting right into it right off, right here on On Screen and Beyond.
0: Please hang up and try again.
1: Remake Madness, well, a remake of 1999, She's All That, is in the works. And the classic story of Homer's The Odyssey is headed for a remake to the big screen, this time by the team from The Hunger Games. And word is out that Universal's top choice for the female role lead in the remake of Creature from the Black Lagoon is Scarlett Johansson. We'll see if that works out for them, and time will tell. And Julie Adams played the original role, and of course she was a past guest here at On Screen to Beyond, and you can hear that interview where she talks about the original creature from the Black Lagoon movie. So uh, be sure to check that out. And that's it for remakes. Coming up next on On Screen to Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Mariah Carey and Brett Ratner are working on an unnamed holiday movie, which has been picked up by New Line Cinema. And Tom Cruise will star in Mena, which he's going to be playing an overweight drug smuggler who now works for the CIA. That sounds a little familiar. And it's a family affair as John Travolta, Kelly Preston, and Ella Blue Travolta lend their voices to Gummy Bear the movie. Now, this is not Disney's Gummy Bears, uh, and there's no release date on it yet, so we'll keep you informed on what's going on with that. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. We're going to take you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City reports are out that Tron 3 will begin filming very shortly And the sequel to 2014's Need for Speed may be in the works and it's uh, turned out that three Chinese companies are looking to develop the project. And the low-budget surprise hit horror movie, It Follows, is going to get a sequel. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? Be on DVD. Well, on May 12th, the Midnight Special with Wolfman Jack comes our way to DVD in a three disc set. And that, of course, was from the 1970s hosted by Wolfman Jack and featured live performances by the hit groups of the time. And May 19th, you can look for Welcome to Sweden, that's season one, and that's uh, starring Amy Poehler. And April 28th, you can get I Love Lucy. I love mom edition with a collectible greeting card packaging just in time for mother's day. That's it for TV on DVD coming up next on on screen to beyond what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. It's next.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Movies on DVD. Well, Focus with Will Smith comes our way on June 2nd. And on June 2nd, also, there's going to be the Spongebob Sponge Out of Water movie coming our way. And also, on the same day, June 2nd, you can look for Jupiter Ascending to hit DVD and Blu-ray. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen Be Beyond, we're going to take a look at TV and Entertainment Time. <laughs> TV and Entertainment Time, Jeopardy! and Wheel of Fortune have been renewed for two more seasons. Pat Sajak and Vanna White will both be hosting for another two years. And it also looks like Alex Trebek will continue as host of Jeopardy! And The Simpsons, sadly, will no longer be releasing seasons on DVD. They are cutting out DVD. They're going to do Blu-ray and... uh, uh, probably continue with uh, you know the digital release, of course, but uh, they've decided that uh, DVD is no longer useful. So, uh, is this the end of DVDs? We'll see. And that's it for TV and Entertainment time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is celebrity birthdays.
0: We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? You moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday!
1: Happy <laughs> birthday! <laughs> Celebrity birthdays on April 12th, Sharon Doherty turns 44, and David Letterman turns 68, along with David Cassidy, who turns 65. April 13th, Ron Perlman of Beauty and the Beast turns 65, and Lyle Wagner turns 80, April 14th, Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond turns 55, and Sarah Michelle Gellar turns 38 years old. That's Buffy, of course. April 15th, it looks like Seth Rogen turns 33. On April 16th, John Cryer, who's out of work right now, turns 50. And April 17th, it looks like Sean Bean turns 56. And April 18th, Look for Conan O'Brien to turn 52. And Eric Roberts, past guest here on On Screen and Beyond, turns 59 years old. And listener birthdays. On, let's see. Ryan K of Oakland, California, turns 48 on April 14th. And on April 16th, uh, Cindy C. of Brunswick, Maine, turns 38 years old. And that's it for celebrity birthdays and listener birthdays. And if you have a birthday coming up, Send the information to me or a relative or a friend, whatever. Send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and we will all celebrate it here at onscreen and beyond. So do that and uh, we'll all say happy birthday to you. And that's it. Coming up next, Martha Smith of Animal House. She was Babs and Francine from Scarecrow and Mrs. King. We've got a lot to talk to her about and it's coming up next right here, Martha Smith on Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who we all remember for her role as Babs in the hit movie Animal House, as well as for her role in the Scarecrow and Mrs. King as Francine Desmond. It's Martha Smith. Martha, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: Why well, thank you, Brian. Very nice to be here. Well, oh,
1: Martha Animal House. I I you know, I don't I don't even know where to begin. That's such a, a, a <laughs> big movie. Uh you know low
0: budget, big movie. It
1: was a low budget.
0: Mm. Very yeah. the horse made more than anybody else in the movie. That's not a joke. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, the horse did well. I don't know how but the residuals are paying off, but the horse did very well in the initial <laughs> shoot.
1: Now, uh we've had Tim Matheson on on the cool. show. Cool. And uh so, you know, we've gotten his side and and whether it's all it a sh-
0: lie, don't believe anything he said. He's otter, He's <laughs> otter. He lies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he said basically he was studying all the time his lines because he had a lot oh, of lines.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Oh boy, am I going to blow that story out of the water? <laughs> uh huh.
1: That's what I figured.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, he was not studying all the time. Actually, nobody was studying all the time. Well, maybe Mark Metcalf. Yeah, I don't know if you interviewed him. Not Did yet. I, I hope to someday. Peter Meyer.
1: Yep, I hope to someday.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he—that that is his official story, and we can almost corroborate that because he was not... There were a lot of parties in the... Uh, we stayed at this kind of very funky motel, uh, just a, a notch above maybe Motel 6, and um, everybody had parties down in D-Day's room, And but Mark did not show up at those parties, so we don't know quite what he was doing, but he claims <laughs> he was polishing his
1: boots. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about how you became involved with the film. What what led up to that?
0: Mm, a lifetime led up to that. Actually, I was working a relatively new actress in town, and I had done um, very, very few roles. And at that particular week of the audition, I was up for a, a role in General Hospital. And being a new young actress, I thought, this is it. This is my <laughs> big break, and I was dying to do General Hospital. And then I got the this Animal House script, and it was like, oh man, a little low budget kind of rank movie. It's probably going to go straight to video, is what we said in the day. And uh, so I went for both of them at the same time, and I got really close to getting General Hospital. At the last minute, uh, during the screen test, I forgot my lines, which I never do, and. Um, and I was so sad I had to go do this stupid movie up in Oregon, you know, because I really thought it was just going to be some little low-budget movie nobody would ever see. <laughs> show you what a good analysis of scripts I am. And uh, thats I went to the audition, I went for originally the role of Mandy, which was sort of my, um, my uh, girlfriend whose boyfriend I stole, mm-hmm. and who she stole back and blah blah blah. Anyways, I went for her role, but it was when you looked at the script itself and you read it. Babs was funnier. Babs was southern, and she just had a more of a character. And I went back on the callbacks. That's when they call you back the next time. And I said I would prefer to read Babs, and they let me. And uh, then I came back for the, I think the third audition was when I got it. And I was very very happy I got to do that character.
1: Now, did the script call for the accent?
0: Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, the only thing. Most all of us were very adherent to the script. We had brilliant writers, some of the best writers ever known to comedy. And so a lot of people think it was a big improv movie, but there were very, very few improv lines. You can count them on your fingers. And um, I had the one I had... Uh, that boy is a pig was how it was written, and I spelled it out. That boy is a P I G pig. So that was improv, big improv. And then uh, when he beats up my little teddy bear, Greggy, hey, it's teddy. That was an improv because I just couldn't help myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know it. that mm-hmm. subtle thing of just spelling it out really makes makes it better. Oh.
0: You don't know. I, I do these um, appearances from time to time for the film and, and um, you know autograph shows and things. And you go online, and there I like coffee cups with P.I.G. pig, there's baby pinafores, there's mouse pads, all these things with P.I.G. pig. I mean, it was on the cover of the big A.I.G. scandal. They, they put it on the cover of Newsweek or so it was an A.I.G. pig or something. You know, It's gotten around. It's really gotten around.
1: Where are your royalties for that? You should be getting...
0: <laughs> oh, let you... me tell you about that subject. voice. I'm friends with one of our producers, Maddie Simmons and his lovely family, and um, we were doing, uh, the Toronto Film Festival had a a comedy retrospective where they brought us all up, and I was sitting with Maddie, we were talking about the residuals, and I was saying, you know, I'm only getting paid for like, they say it shows four times a year on TV. Is that real? Mm -hmm. And Maddie says it shows every week on TV, and I get a check each time. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a little behind in the residual department. (laughs)
1: Mm, Yeah, things like that happen a lot. Do you, yeah. I mean you hear. Yeah, I mean it seems like I always hear about that when the actors, I actors.
0: Inter- uh huh. the last.
1: Mm. Hmm. Jeez, that's that But it's th-
0: okay. It was a fun experience. It was so fun. And then we're going. Um, if you have any listeners in the Massachusetts area, I don't know, but we're going to be uh, doing another reunion, and this one promises to be a pretty full cast reunion, from what I've heard, in Massachusetts. Uh, in there's a Berkshire Film Festival Prelude uh, that's going to be celebrating Animal House. So it's a reunion with, we have our director, John Landis, and I think we have a lot of the cast. She was even going for Kevin Bacon, who you usually don't get at these. and Tom Wow. Hulse. Yeah, so we'll see who all shows up. She's even trying to get Mary Louise, my nemesis, Mandy. <laughs> Mandy, honey. And um, everybody. And Otis Day will be performing, and usually when Otis performs, John Belushi's wife, Judy Belushi, and myself are the backup. We're the knights. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so we sing and dance in the background. I love Blues Brothers kind of choreography, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> uh, Judy did a lot of that work for Blues Brothers, so we're hoping that'll happen. And it's going to be a fun. There's also a, a, cost, a Hollywood costume exhibit. I don't know if you've heard of that, but that's been traveling the world. And that is costumes from Hollywood movies from Wizard of Oz on to present day that our director's wife, Deborah Nadulman, has put together. She was the head of the Costumers Guild in Hollywood. So she's traveling with us And the first night, in that's April 24th, Friday, in Massachusetts. We're going to be having that costume exhibit, which will be really fun. And then wow. the next night will be our reunion night with the screening of the film, Q&As, and the Otis Day in the Nights.
1: Wow. That sounds like a lot of, a lot of fun.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, that's at the, let me tell you if I can pronounce this. it's called the Mahawi Performing Arts Center in Great Barrington, Massachusetts, I know not where that is, on Castle Street, and that's M-A-H-A-I-W-E.
1: Sounds like a lot of fun. Oh
0: yeah, they always are when we get together, they really are, Karen Allen is kind of sponsoring this one because... It's the Berkshire Film Festival, and she is on the board, so um ah, her okay. idea to bring everybody. She's a sweetheart. Her and I have been working just, just between you and me and your listeners. <laughs> We've been working on a side project called Animal Home for uh, all the old members of the cast that are still with us <laughs> are going to purchase a retirement home, <laughs> and we're going to have the Omegas and the Deltas fighting over everything, you know?
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: <laughs> yep, don't tell.
1: Now, who, who else is going to be there? Do you, do you have any idea?
0: In Massachusetts, I'm going to have to ask Karen because she had given me a list. I know, let's see, I think Tim is going. I know that um, Stephen First Flounder will be there, myself. Um, like I said, she was trying to get Mary Louise, Mandy. Uh, Peter Riegert is coming, who is Boone. Uh, mm-hmm. Karen will be there, of course. Uh, our director will be there. Our producer, Maddie Simmons, will be there. Our writers, unfortunately, have all passed, so none of them will be there. Uh, well, actually, no, I can't say that. That's not right. Chris Miller we just uh, lost touch with and can't find. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Jamie Widows, Hoover, might be there. Bruce McGill, I think, has another show going on. He can't make it. She's trying for Tommy Hulse, a pinto, and she's trying for Kevin Bacon. I haven't heard yet how it happened, but Karen has some good pulls, so hopefully we'll have hmm. a real nice crowd. And Otis Day, of course.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Wow, I mean, that that's quite a lineup. jeez.
0: Yeah, it'll be
1: fun. Yeah. Now, I have to ask you, what, what was John Belushi like?
0: <laughs> I love that question. You know,
1: I know I'm sure you get it all the time.
0: <laughs> I do, and the funny thing is, the last um, we we did an, uh, a reunion in Chicago recently, and I told uh, the guy who organized it, I said, you know, would you please bring in Judy Belushi just so that when people say what was John Belushi like, I can just point to her and have her answer <laughs> 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 because she knows better than I. But um, John Belushi is sort of what you would think he'd be like watching, you know, as you're a viewer of his fine art of comedy in his work, he is that quintessential clown who has lived, inter- lived to entertain you, whether it was on screen or off. He wanted to just make everybody laugh and make everybody happy, very big hearted, very fun to work with. And, you know, sort of that same kind of energy you would expect. However, uh, despite how he passed and all the stories about the drug use and everything. When you were working with him, when I was working with him, you were not aware of that. He was professional. He was always there, always on time, working all the hours, performing like perfectly, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, whatever he was doing, it certainly wasn't affecting his work in our movie, anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I'll talk with actors, and a lot of times I find that a lot of the actors are, or actresses, whatever, uh, are shyer than what. We think they are.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Most actors, um, well, this is getting a little heavy, but most actors do come from almost a damaged background because a lot of them start out in the profession from a place of, They weren't able to express themselves in their real lives, and they had a lot to express. And so acting is kind of a channel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost a therapy. And it's certainly the study of acting, I mean, that is like perfect, pure therapy. And then to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and clothes and be that other person is quite a relief. (laughs) Getting a day (laughs) off being yourself.
1: (laughs) It's not my fault I'm playing somebody here. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Bring that home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you want to be an actress when you were a little girl growing up?
0: Never. No, no. I thought that was kind of frivolous, honestly. Um, I was. I wanted to be in the science. And actually, I wanted to be kind of a shrink, you know? Mm-hmm. I wanted to make people laugh. And, and it ended, it's funny. I wanted to make people feel better and, and, and lift their moods. And it ended up being through mostly comedic roles were what I played. So uh, at the end of the day, it's sort of crossed over because i did have to take characters analyze them study them and play them and make people be entertained so no i actually wanted to be some kind of a a therapist Mm
1: -hmm. initially
0: and then i wanted to be a writer and an astronaut just everything barbie did you know (laughs) 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 didn't she do all those things yes 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 (laughs) i'm still shy a few (laughs)
1: But, uh, okay, so Animal House was, it wasn't your first role, but it... it, Almost. I mean, yeah, it was pretty close, and it was, I mean, let's face it, it it was the biggest one to that point.
0: Yeah, I had been, um, I got into acting by accident, uh, although I had done some studying, but I was uh, modeling over at uh, Universal Studios, doing an album cover for something silly, and a friend of mine worked there in the art department, and he said, oh, I want you to meet this guy over here. And the, that guy over here turned out to be the head of casting at Universal, who happened to just meet me and all of a sudden think, oh, a star is born, right? And so he <laughs> took me down the hall of the Black Tower, we call it out here, introduced me to every single casting director at Universal. And those days, they had the contract department that they would groom stars to be. So he took me over there. He had me, uh, they then put me with an acting coach, then put me with a publicist, with blah, blah, blah. And then I got my first role rolls, like four, in a, four or five in a roll from Universal Studios, small parts. I think I was killed in each of them, which was not a very encouraging sign. <laughs> <laughs> I was shot, chloroformed, strangled, stabbed. I'm, my mother got really nervous. I was, You know, she'd call me after each one. Are you okay? <laughs> uh,
1: so, do you remember what your first role was on a TV show or movie? Oh,
0: it, uh, oh shoot. Um, yeah, I think one of my... I can't remember one of them. Mo- In television, it was either Charlie's Angels. I did the first season of Charlie's Angels, which is ironic because I ended up working with Kate Jackson all those years later. That's uh, right. The yeah. uh, I, I I was um, I was killed. <laughs> <laughs> and all oh, my hair was cut off and I was killed. And then um, Quincy was a TV show that Jack Klugman starred yes. on. And I did the pilot episode of that. And I'm trying to remember which one of those came first. 76 was the year, I believe. So one of those two was first. And my first movie... <laughs> was called The Winds of Autumn, and I think my parents were about the only people who saw it. (laughs) It was a Western, and I played one of those saloon girls. I did not get killed, however. (laughs) I lived. I was shot at, but I I got away.
1: Now, I'm looking at your credits here, so I'm cheating, but uh, (laughs) were you uh, in Days of Our Lives? Yes. As Dr. Sandy Horton? (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, we called her Dr. Sandy. Oops, Horton, because her patients just happened to die on the operating table.
1: Well, it's a soap opera, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know, and it makes things very tragic, especially when it's your fiancé you're operating on, which in my case it was, and he happened to be having an affair with my nurse, and so I ended up having an affair with the DA who represented me after he was dead for killing him. So that's a soap opera. Yeah, that was actually um, a lot of crying. I cried every day on that show. And I wear contact lenses, so you can't use the drops that actors use, the fake tears. I have to cry, really. So it was great, great education on how to, you know, do that in five seconds.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, comparing acting every day on a soap opera compared to a movie or a, a TV show like, you know, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, uh, hotter, easier, what?
0: Oh, uh... Well, hours-wise, when you're doing a, a one-hour TV show, it takes forever. You're there 15-hour days, and, you know, it, it can take like 10 days to shoot an episode or a week, depending on who your director is. Uh, and, and soap operas shoot an episode a day, just boom, boom, boom. You have five seconds to do anything on a soap opera. So if you you get your technique down, if you can't have acting technique, you can't do soaps. You know, it's a great training ground for young actors. I'd recommend anybody do that. Because, like I said, you that director goes five, four, three, two, boom! You're crying, you know. And if yeah. you can't cry in five seconds, you're out of town. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but very different kind of work, yeah. And then there's movies, of course, where you sit around in the trailer all day, and <laughs> you the
1: star. Now, not counting, you know, monetary-wise or anything like that, is there any film or TV or movie or, or TV show, or whatever, that you enjoyed the most?
0: Oh, this is going to sound really funny, (laughs) because when I really, really liked I used to appear all the time, I don't know how many times it was, dozens and dozens of times, On Dick Clark used to have uh, $25,000 Pyramid, which is a game show, yeah. Now, that is not a TV show, I was not an actress, but I really loved Dick Clark so much, And, and we had so much fun because his entire crew of people... Uh, every every single person that worked on that show was a delight. Most of them were New Yorkers, and we would just have a ball. And I really looked forward to that, and that that doesn't really probably answer your question. No, it Animal.
1: does. It does, because I mean, I mean, when I said that, I meant anything you have been in.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny. But Animal House, of course, has a real special place, because we, none of us, it was all of our first movie, and none of us really knew... What movies were about. So we went away from that experience, thinking that was what it was to make a movie. We were very wrong, of course. <laughs> but it was like a big party for however many months we were there. Just one long extended party.
1: And, and, and you mentioned Dick Clark. Uh, uh, he seemed was was he like what we think he was? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, to, I
0: loved him. To, I mean, I just we just got along, you know, sometimes you just resonate with another person and we, he was very smart and he loved to tease me. And, uh, So he always made fun of the way I dressed. You know, in real life, it was just about as bizarre as it was on TV. And so we used to just joke all the time. And and once again, you know, I'm still friends with all of those people. Matter of fact, just about a month ago, we have these regular annual get-togethers of the old players on Pyramid. I don't know if you ever watched it, but Teresa Mm Ganzel and everybody who's still around, we go play. They have a big, board version of it at the house of one of the producers. And we all go play and compete, and we have so much fun. We just fall down laughing and crying. Wow.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's great.
0: Yeah. Just for Could, verbal people, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he seemed like such a nice guy, yet the consummate professional.
0: Oh my goodness. The things he did all at one time, the amount of shows that had Dick Clark productions mm-hmm. on it, you just would drop your jaw and think there were six of him. He did it with grace and mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm a big fan. I was a big fan. I miss him.
1: Yeah, he's he's one of those heroes, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, we've had Bruce Boxlightner on the show, too.
0: Oh, you did? Yes, yeah. I love Bruce.
1: Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> Very great. nice. I
0: love him. We, we also had got together recently. I mean, everything I've done, I'm like this old fogey here that has reunions for all my <laughs> old shows, you know. We had a Scarecrow thing just recently at the uh, Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood.
1: Oh, really? Wow.
0: And Bruce was there. I love Bruce. Bruce and I, again, we had, a great, uh, we had great fun on that set. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, how did you get that part?
0: Oh, that was interesting. That was a secret, top secret project. And it, they just called it the Kate Jackson Project. So, you weren't allowed to have the script before you went in for the audition because it was also top secret, you know? Wow. <laughs> and you had to be really good at uh, learning fast, which I could do. And um, I think they read over 500 girls for the role of Francine, which I played, which was a like an NSA agent, mm-hmm. ostensibly, with uh, some bite. Kind of a grown-up bab uh, with some weird taste. And so, I went and read and read and read on that thing, and then it got narrowed down to the last people to the screen test. But every time I went and read with the producer playing Kate's role, she would, like, do the scene with the wrong lines. And I kept thinking either she can't read or she has a bad memory or what is she doing? What I found out later was that Kate likes to change the script while you're shooting kind of quickly. And she owned half of the show. So what our... um, producer was doing was seeing if you could think on your feet and respond to, you know, some change of lines. And uh, so that's how I got that part, and I thought that was a really fun character.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that, that, that seemed like a fun show, too. I don't know. That's you know.
0: Yeah, they were the Mary Hartman producers, our original producers. If you remember that show? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that had a lot of good satire in it, which I'm a big fan of, obviously, from Animal House. So <laughs> that was our original producers, and then we went through a series of several different uh,
1: production companies. Hmm. Now, of course, you were in a lot of other shows, Fantasy Island and Taxi mm-hmm. and Dallas and Happy Days and I everything. Taxi. Yeah, did, did, Was one of those, uh, you were really excited, any of those, that were you really excited about being on certain ones of those?
0: I think Taxi because the role was great. Again, I was the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't think really I can say that, but yeah, I, I play that a lot. Oh, I was such a nice person. But,
1: uh, I know. Why do why do you always end up with that role?
0: But <laughs> no, if you interview a lot of a lot of actors you probably have noted the ones that play the bitches are usually really nice. Yes. <laughs> you know, you see that I'm sure. But uh that that was just Judd Hirsch, by the way, was such a delight. Everybody on that show was a total dream to work with. I mean that Judd Hirsch gave me his dressing room uh and, and a dozen roses, you know. I mean just guest story on TV show. So you yeah. don't have to wow. go that far out of the way, but uh they were all great, and the writing, of course, is just as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of good writing.
1: Yeah, wow. So with with all the different shows you've been on and everything, uh, do you, uh, you, I mean, you were even on, let's see, I'm, I'm thinking you're Greek, right? Well oh, that
0: was recently. I had a resurrection of my career. My husband, I had given up acting, uh, let's see, when, when Scarecrow, Stopped. I got these really stupid roles in the 90s. Like I I went into the actress protection program where nobody (laughs) knew I was alive. It was kind of like, what happened to my career? I went to Europe a lot. I was kind of living half the time in France and trying other ventures. You know, writing, singing, everything. Uh, And then I got married in uh, 2000, and my husband was a singer, and he wanted me to uh, get back into acting. And I was involved selling real estate to celebrities, and and it's a small kind of clientele. And he said. Do both, right? So I went and got agents and managers and all that. And I did, I did Greek and I did a couple of other shows, not very much, nothing that was like anything new and exciting. Mm-hmm. And then I did this reality show um, a couple years ago, uh, selling LA. It's called. <sighs> I don't think that's my venue. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. Now, I would, reading things on the internet, you can never believe everything you read.
0: Oh, sure you can. But,
1: <laughs> but I always like to ask something that 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 I that piques my interest here. And did you develop a board game?
0: Oh, I did. Yes, I'm you very re- proud of that. You really that did. Was okay. 1979. It was a good year. I'm sure you remember. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I w- I've lived in Beverly Hills for a long time, and it's a funny city. And this was a Monopoly-style board game that was a satire once again of the city of Beverly Hills. And so. Uh, we had a board drawn up with all the exact graphics of the stores, the car dealerships, the restaurants. We had jet set cards, and we had, um, you know, you went to the valley instead of to jail, which is kind of like a lesser neighborhood. And you each started out with a Ford, and you worked your way up to your Rolls Royce or your Ferrari, whatever. The, the ornaments, hood ornaments of each car were the little markers that you moved around the board with. It was very funny. <laughs> it was very tongue-in-cheek. That was the name of the corporation. And um, it actually sold great. Wow. We sold out.
1: Yeah, it's now. Is it still available anywhere?
0: You, if you can find it, probably like uh, those collector people on eBay or something. I've got a couple copies left, but it's sold out. And then we, we actually, our manufacturer uh, couldn't make enough for the orders because we got pretty big fast. So we uh, stopped the business. All of us that were involved, there were four of us.
1: Hmm. So that that is a collectible to get. Then if it you, is. If you can I, uh, grab I think I, I have
0: <laughs> like two of them left.
1: <laughs> Jeez. It's a good game. Yeah. Sounds it. Yeah. Now uh, Martha I want to finish up with two final questions if you have a moment. Sure. Taking us away from your acting and animal house and the whole works there. When you relax and watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past?
0: Oh boy. Um okay tv is going to be an easy one because i turned my tv off about 5 years ago so <laughs> i can i can say very simply nothing <laughs> i watch nothing although i keep hearing all these things you have to watch breaking bad you have to watch and i just decided it was better for me i went into some heavy research periods uh, working on work in politics on the side too and i just got involved i do a lot of computer time but i stopped watching tv so in the past um Wow, I didn't even think about that. It's been so long since I've watched. But I know when I was little, I used to watch a ton of it, obviously. when we had That was the golden era of Taylor Right, Disney. yeah, you growing
1: had, up. What, what yeah, were you, yeah you had three
0: channels. I mean, we were watching. Uh, I love Twilight Zone. Oh, my goodness, I love Twilight Zone. That's I loved Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yeah. You see the genre, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but I also liked Andy and Mayberry and Barney Fife and those people, right, and Mary mm-hmm. Tyler Moore. And uh, I watched a ton of stuff as a kid. I got that all in. And movies, I have some eclectic taste. I mean, I like things like Wings of Desire, a Wim Wenders movie. I like bizarre David Lynch-type films and um, weird directors. I like Birdman that was just out recently. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, I really liked Budapest, Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, So, you know, kind of (laughs) weird (laughs) things, I guess. When I was young in movies, I liked, uh, well, I love Wizard of Oz, okay?
1: Classic, yes.
0: Yes, and I got to see that here in Grauman's Chinese Theater on the big screen with all the Dolby sound, which, you know, you don't realize the difference between your TV as a kid and Mm -hmm. that big screen.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: We were inducting the Munchkins into the uh, Hollywood, uh, what do they call it, the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we got to see that, and that was, I mean, my husband was crying. <laughs> it was so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, there's no doubt. Watching it on a TV, and e- even with the, the big screens we have now or you know, yeah. in a home theater, compared to the big screen, you, you just can't.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a, it's yeah, a it, different it experience. Mm. Well, Martha, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us. And, uh, You're
0: welcome. It was fun, Brian. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate
1: it very much.
0: Good interviewer.
1: What a nice person, Martha Smith, right here on On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us. And be sure to check out Animal House, her role as Babs. Very funny role. And of course, if you are a fan of Scarecrow and Mrs. King, be sure to check her out because she was in so many episodes on that show. And it just keeps going and going. So if you are in uh, the Massachusetts area when she was talking about that, uh, you know, check it out because you're going to see the reunion of animal house people there that's going to like a good uh, good thing so i want to thank her so much well busy busy time this uh this time of year and uh, we're getting a lot of people who are going to be guests here at on screen and beyond if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I will see what I can do about connecting with that person and getting them as a guest here on On Screen and Beyond. And we got to, actually we have a long backlog of people who have been suggested for On Screen and Beyond. Some of them I haven't been able to make a connection with, so uh, but I keep trying. So it's not like I try once and then give up. We uh, keep trying and see what we can do about getting that person on, so... Uh, Anyways, uh, let's see, what else we got here? Uh, If you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you are on iTunes, leave us a review, help us out that way. And uh, so many people have been listening to On Screen and Beyond, it's just more and more and more people. It uh, it seems like the Ray Stevens episode last week that uh, I put in midweek, it just skyrocketed and Ray's a great guy, so be sure to check his album out too. Well, that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrack. Take care.